Candid, captivating, compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Listen in as Dr. Dina, medical marijuana pioneer and inspiration for the award-winning TV series, Weeds, shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential with your host, Dr. Dina. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your host, Dr. Dina. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Radio. I have an exciting show for you guys today. Our guest is the one, the only, Wayne Justman, and that is with two N's. Don't ever forget it. And Wayne is a close friend of mine. I actually was blessed to meet Wayne over a decade ago. I traveled up to San Francisco to meet uh, one of the... the I would say, uh, fathers of cannabis movement, uh, medical movement in California. I had heard about him from Southern California and I was dying to meet these, these guys. And so I, I drove up to San Francisco and I went to this collective and Wayne Justman was working at the front door and was the first person I met. And what a lovely gentleman. And ever since I met him, I was just enamored by his not only intelligence, his pizzazz for life, but the things that he has accomplished in this movement, in this space for the last 20 something years is, is really amazing, but his life is even more fascinating than that. So I'd like to introduce Wayne, please welcome yourself to all of our listeners. Uh, Gina, thank you very, very much for your kind words. The love and friendship that we share has always been very, very special since that first time we did meet at a cannabis dispensary here in San Francisco. And to those of you who continually listen to Dr. Dina, please do so. Support her and her ideas as she is one of the, the people that as we progress forward, we need out here to educate educate the public and, and, and the public and then also to educate the pa- uh, patients as far as what they're doing. So it's great to be with you guys. Look forward to it. Thank you, Wayne. So, Wayne, I was I was trying to do a little bit of research on you online, and there's just so much, you know, interesting information, and you've been involved with so many different parts of the cannabis movement. But what I thought was so cool was you were the doorman at the very first medical cannabis club in California for Dennis Perone. Yes. Yeah, I was... Uh... Uh, I was Dennis's head of security uh, when he moved to uh, 1444 Market Street to open up the Cannabis uh, Cultivators Club. I was diagnosed, uh, just a quick little something about my background, I was diagnosed with HIV in 1988 and soon was prescribed by my doctors, strong drugs, AZT and Zarid in those days, and they really were a complication for me. And I was soon to learn that cannabis, which I had smoked since I was 28, but not on a, on a regular basis, but cannabis could help me. Absolutely. Uh, with the side effects, with the side effects of these these drugs, and, and I'm sure that many people since that time did. And I, I heard of a, a dispensary uh, that was soon to move uh, at 194 Church Street, Church and Market here in San Francisco, and it moved to uh, 
1444 Market Street. I recall meeting Dennis, and we had a great conversation, and I remember saying to him, you know, I think I can be good for you, and you can be good for me. And we have been friends ever since that time. And one of the what things that... What year was that, Wayne? What year? 1994. So 1994. That was, that was two that years, was, for everyone listening, that was two years before medical cannabis was made legal in California. So medical cannabis... There was no such thing, essentially, in the U.S. at all at this time. So you guys were no, the first. And, and not that we were the first because and at 1444 Market Street, uh, that is in the offices. That is where uh, 215 uh, actually came together. A lot of meetings with uh, Todd McAriah, a whole lot of people who were so very helpful in, 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 in putting this proposition together and it was so very very needed you had to be here in san francisco to see what the devastation was in to the aids community and to the uh, gay lesbian bisexual transgender community up here and i'm sure in west hollywood you guys were getting knocked around also and in other parts of the country in other parts of the state they were and we were fortunate to have a, a very liberal uh city government here Damn fortunate to have a man like Terrence Hallinan as our district attorney that really, uh, as the chief law enforcement officer, he gave us a lot of leeway. And then our mayors have, have really been great. Our mayor right now, Ed Lee, is uh, uh, sitting on the fence on some things. But Gavin Newsom, who is our lieutenant governor, was very forceful for it. And then, of course, Willie Brown. So we had that. We had that cooperation from local officials, and that's one of the things that I certainly respect about what you're doing down in West Hollywood in the Los Angeles area. I know your association, Alternative Herbal Health Services, a great dispensary for you folks down there, 7828 Santa Monica Boulevard. Stop by and see Dr. Dina. That's a great place, and you guys are doing great work down there. So that's where uh, I started and uh, worked as security, and I took care of the day-to-day responsibilities on the floor, and Dennis did all the interviews and radio work at that time, and then um, it was so, closed. So, so essentially, Wayne, you, you gathered with, your, with all your coworkers and all the patients together, and you guys created Prop 215, which is the law which passed in 1996, which yes. made medical cannabis yep. legal for all of these people who were sick, and... The law was written so brilliantly in California, as you know, because Dennis was very careful with the wording and, and as everyone was, so that it, it included anyone who had an illness, not just specific um, HIV or a, I mean, AIDS or cancer or MS. You know, it really opened it up. And it's really amazing to see what you guys, you know, you planted this little seed and, and look what it's grown into. Well, uh, you, I, I think folks down there in your area in, in West Hollywood and Los Angeles, you've got to share that because for, for something that I really appreciate, and you go online and uh, I read medical cannabis in Australia, medical cannabis in, in, in Israel, medical cannabis in the United Kingdom, medical cannabis in Puerto Rico, and, and I see medical cannabis, and I think to myself how fortunate we were here in California all of us that supported Proposition 215, 56% of our voting populace back in 1996 supported 
215, allowing for the capacity use acts, which now calls medical cannabis. So everybody that's, any time we hear that term, I think Californians should have a real sense of pride. Again, this is where Absolutely. it started. But this it also it started. goes... It, it, it helps me look at the future and I have I get emails from people all over the world who ask me, uh, Dr. Dina, I want to help make cannabis legal, but you know, I live in Texas or I live in Utah and it's just never gonna happen. And I all I have to say is look at what these group of small you know, a small group of people, a handful of people in Northern California were able to do to create this this build, put it on, you know, to put it up for, for vote and have enough people in our state vote for it, it becomes a law. And so we, you know, it, it might take an army, a small one, but we can make a change. What, what, what I think that helped us, Dina, in those days, and I think that today kind of proves that we were right. We were right that cannabis can help people medically. We were right. Not just myself, but other people who I've seen, the thousands of people who I've seen in these dispensaries and, and, and abused cannabis with. We were correct, and scientists and more medical studies are proving on a daily basis. We see what it does for cancer. We see what it has done for myself, someone who suffered HIV AIDS. We see what it's done for them. The pain relief that people are, 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 are enjoying in, in, in their life, a better quality Absolutely. of life. And Absolutely. you now, and you now also too, uh, uh, Dr. Dina, talking about extracts as you have. That's another delivery system that patients have an option to use and to take. I Absolutely. think it's uh, it's wonderful. Wayne, and we're going to take a key... short break. We're going to take a short ahead, break. Please. I know we have so much Go to ahead. talk about, but uh, when Go we ahead. come back, we're going to be joined back again with Wayne Justman talking more about how cannabis has helped him with his HIV. And kept him healthy and strong and amazing. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina will continue after a word from our most confident sponsors. Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled A-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to insure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services ranging from Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Well, with four states with tax and regulate and the District of Columbia. The state of cannabis. Oh my God, it's refreshing. We have people that generally wouldn't speak on behalf of cannabis for fear of retribution, fear of losing your practices, fear of of many of those things, and and find ourselves in a a place that we finally can. Bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. The State of Cannabis. On demand anytime, only on CannabisRadio.com. Growing green to generate more green. Hello to all you happy herbalizers, smiling, trippy hippies, and everyone who believes in freedom and tolerance. This is The Grow Show, and I'm Kyle Cushman. From food to fuel, from remedy to resource. Welcome my guest, Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja. Let me ask you, right now I hear your lighter clicking. Are you smoking indoor, or are you smoking sun-grown? What am I smoking? I'm smoking concentrate. <laughs> Way to get out of the answer there. So you're truly like the, the, the king, right? You just have you just 
clap your hands and somebody brings you a bowl and you're all set, right? Mm, I wish that were the case. (laughs) (laughs) The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Dr. Dina is back with more Cannabis Confidentials, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm your host, Dr. Dina, on Cannabis Radio. Joining us on Cannabis Confidential, Wayne Justman. Welcome back, Wayne. So let's talk about how cannabis has helped you when you found out you were diagnosed with HIV. Well, like my concern, like so many other individuals, and and something too I want to say about cannabis dispensaries, I probably learned more about HIV AIDS from the patients that were HIV AIDS complications in their life. What a great place to learn about medicine and conditions. We lose that. Now, with our cannabis dispensaries that are just kind of like retail, the patient comes in, they make their selections, and unfortunately, they have to go out. Uh, I I had my own dispensary in 1999. The patients were welcome to come in and spend as much time as possible. That was a real learning situation. But one of the things that I learned very, very quickly, Dr. Dana, was that cannabis uh, helped me with an appetite. Uh, it certainly helped with uh, pain reduction as far as neuropathy was concerned. It allowed me also to a little bit deeper, more quality sleep, which was very, very necessary. And I was very happy that I took it. And, and all of my, do- I have three doctors, uh, one for my heart, one for a one that kind of pulls everything together. They are all on record of my use of cannabis, and it is well documented in my doc- in my medical records that I use cannabis, just as it is the other medicines that I take. I think that's important for each patient out here to understand their responsibilities, work closely with their doctors. And one of the things, we were talking earlier about someone who may have an uphill battle about getting cannabis in, in their area or something like that. What's important is education. Uh, Dina, you're you're doing that with your your uh, program. Other people in other areas of our state or throughout the world, we have to continually educate people. At one time, many people thought the Earth was flat. Uh, we still have people that think mm-hmm. cannabis is bad for you. All right, so we've got to we, we've got to educate these people slowly, et cetera, et cetera. But don't ever lose hope because we're winning. We're winning this discussion. We are correct. We are winning. This is helpful. Yes, we are. This is helpful. Unbelievable. Well, we've we've really we've taken such a ride since since you and I have met and watching the, the you know proliferation of all of these dispensaries popping up everywhere and now having legal states where you don't even need a recommendation that it's open to anyone over 21. How do you feel about that? Any person over the age of 21, I, I feel, is responsible for their decisions. If, if a person under 21 wants to use it for medical uh, reasons, I think that doctors and family members should have, have a say on that. But as far as 21 and over is concerned, certainly not just because they can use tobacco or alcohol or other things of this nature. Most of us at 21 are somewhat responsible, and I, I think that's good. That's good. We, we, we need this. We, 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 we certainly need this. Uh, if we had more people, and also, too, I, I, I'm reading that 
the states that have recognized cannabis, there are fewer prescription deaths, fewer suicides. So I think that it's coming out, you know, we're going to have something that's going to balance and make our total society. And those of us who are challenged with some real medical conditions and illnesses, that we have some access to this. And I think that's, that's important for us. Absolutely. And what I think was really special about the time that you started with Dennis, you know, the different type of cannabis club that is very different from what you would find today. And a lot of people out there have never even walked into a dispensary today, so they wouldn't understand the difference. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that and you can chime in and, and tell me what you remember. But, you know, nowadays dispensaries are kind of you're supposed to have your patient come in, you're ver- you verify them, they go in to get their medicine, and they leave. Usually, they, you know, we have to staple the bag shut, or we have to ask the patient not to medicate within a certain radius of the, of the building of the dispensary. There's no smoking allowed on site. And so it's, it's like going into any kind of pharmacy, picking up your medication and leaving. And yes, you do have the opportunity to discuss with the bud tender your, your uh, ailment, like you would talk to a pharmacist, and they can kind of maybe help you out, and, you know, s- steer you in the right direction. But a long time ago, we used to have a different kind of collective, and it oftentimes felt like you walked into someone's living room of their house, and you can pick up your cannabis there, but you could also sit down and roll up a joint or have someone help you roll up a joint and you smoke there because maybe you can't smoke in your house. And, you know, isn't that interesting how that's changed so much? It became, uh, again, I, I think some of this was based out of fear and lack of information about you know, a, a, a cannabis dispensary. We don't want it in our neighborhood or we have too many or something of this nature. Uh, you're right on right now. Most of the dispensaries, because of local ordinances, do not allow on-site consumption if they're close to a school or anything, anything that will challenge another group of people. That I, I respect that. I think it's all. I think it's unfortunate that we we have such restrictions. We talk about 1444 Market Street, the building there that or uh, I had dispensary at 350 Division Darrow, or the dispensary that I met you at at 442 Hay Street. These are locations in San Francisco. We had on-site consumption. And we would have, oh, when we would uh, open in the morning around 11 o'clock, we might have 100, 150 patients outside just waiting to come in. And they were welcome to stay. We had no time limit. But, of course, 1444 Market Street was three floors. Well, we had a five, we had five stories, but the fifth floor, we did a lot of packaging it was, work. It was really, it, was, it reminded me of almost, almost like a coffee shop experience. It was, you, it, because we, we had a number of areas. One, it was like a cafe restaurant. There were tables and chairs, pretty much, that you'd find in a restaurant. And if you wanted to sit in that kind of an area and visit with friends, that's fine. We had those set up because we offered entertainment also. I mean, it just wasn't a cannabis dispensary. It was a place where the patients could come together and entertain one another. And obviously, it became a a political area from the likes of Jesse Jackson to our local officials that came through to see this. And and that's where, that's, that's socialism of cannabis and joining with friends is, is not there. See, now I can go tonight, Gina, you and I can meet at a sports bar and watch the Warriors and Cleveland play tonight. However, I can't meet you any place in public 
and smoke cannabis and watch you watch the game. I, I exactly. think that's wrong. I agree. I, I, I agree. Especially those, when you have people living in federal housing. Where are they going to smoke? They can lose their, their home. And what are we afraid of? This is, right. this is what's being, I think I'm 70 years old now. And, and, and having been involved in, in, in cannabis for all of these years and uh, smoked it since I was 28 years of age, I've read and researched this. It's silly how cannabis got this, quote, reefer mentality and how the Schaefer Commission and Nixon, all of these thug kind of politicians who uh, were not doing it because there's medical reasons, but there were political reasons. It's a shame. And that's something that you're doing well, and Dennis and I and a lot of hundreds of people up here continually do, and people now all over the world, we're finding there are medicinal values to cannabis, and there are many different delivery systems that patients have an opportunity to use. That's right. It takes an army. So we want everyone to get involved. You know, check out my website, Dr. Dina 420. We're going to have uh, a whole page dedicated to trying to figure out how we can join forces and help and get medical cannabis uh, accessible all around the world. We're going to take another short break, but when we come back, we'll be back with Wayne Justman. And Wayne, I've got a bunch of really funny questions to ask you. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina will continue after a word from our most confident sponsors. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, panda and penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. Educator, author, and advocate, Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. And I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis and burn them away with science. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade. Dr. Kevin Hill. You can't ignore the fact that, like alcohol, most people who use don't have a problem. So I think that you need to think about policy in that way while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to go. Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Dr. Dina is back with more Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right. Welcome back to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your host, Dr. Dina, on Cannabis Radio. All right. Our 
awesome guest of the day, who I actually am going to call my weed warrior of the week, Wayne Justman, with two N's. Don't forget it. And uh, Wayne, I have a question for you. Have you ever used sure. weed maps before? Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm not all that knowledgeable on on um, on uh, weed map and smoke and all these other uh, sources. Um, uh, I, I do know the locations of these dispensaries. To hear other people's opinions on various things, I always find interesting. I don't know what to make out of all of them, but you know, I try to stay as up to date on as many different aspects of our community and voices as I possibly can. I am a bit familiar with not as much probably as uh, someone who follows it a little bit closer than I. I just thought it was interesting that, you know, nowadays it's just so much more accessible that if you're looking for a certain strain, you can just go online and search a strain and find which dispensary, you know, has it. I thought that was really cool compared to the days that you started where it was like, good luck finding what you needed. (laughs) Oh, I'll tell you, Dr. Dina, and this is one of the wonderful things about the work that you're doing on this program. We are so blessed over the, let's say, 25 years that I've now been working on this issue here in the state of California, that the periodicals that are coming out, the magazines that are coming out, the Internet programs that are being offered, the exchange of so much wonderful information on the Internet. It is amazing, but it is also necessary because the world seems to be awakening. This 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 marijuana seed has finally been able to push through, and the world is seeing it for what it actually is. That is right. And I that think is that, right. That, yeah. Oh, I'm really, so excited I, I, about I think, this. It's been a long time coming, and it's, it feels good to know we've we've been on the right side of the the argument here. But before I have before we go, I have to I have a couple questions people have uh, sent me that they want to ask you. Sure. Question number one, Wayne. What is your favorite thing to smoke? Your favorite strain? <laughs> that's uh, you know I have. Uh, how do you say that to a man that's? I've been fortunate, Dina. I, I don't mean to evade the question. But I have been so fortunate to be blessed with so many people, you included, have have shared cannabis with me. I, I smoke both an indicate. I, I smoke a, a sativa. I have uh, some oil here right now, and I'm smoking hash. So I've got I have uh, I have two pipes and uh, two uh, uh, vapors here, and I do like to vaporize too. So, All right. So you like to change I, it up. I, I certainly yeah. do. I certainly do. Okay, so I have a question here from Stacy with two Y's. Wayne, are you single? And available? <laughs> well, I guess I think that's what Stacy with two Y's is asking. And, Wayne, and available. And, 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 and available. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm, I'm easy to find here in San Francisco. And uh, if I can promote a little bit, uh, I, am, I do have a Facebook uh, page which I uh, kind of keep updated, and uh, there's uh, some information with me if someone does an Internet search. Something I want to mention, too, Dina, that was helpful, and people can, can think about this. We have a state card program here in the state of California that was started in the year 2000 here in San Francisco and then was expanded to the state when uh, you began your wonderful work down there in dispensaries. You, you were 
probably one of the first people to open a dispensary down there, and people travel from north to south. And our state senator, uh, Mark Leno, was uh, helpful in that. But one of the things that I bring about that program is our state took that chance many, many years ago, and patients did also, to have a state card program which allows our patients to be recognized, and hopefully other states will uh, Wayne, Wayne, that's actually my next question I have. The last question I have to ask you here is, Wayne, Wayne, is it true that you were the very first patient in California to receive his medical card? I am. <laughs> July 5 of the year 2000, I, uh, as a matter of fact, Mark Leno was with me at the Department of Public Health when that was done, and I have that card. I was fortunate to help write that, write that, and I was fortunate to say, listen, we all can do this. Just kind of follow us along on this. Yes, I am the first patient that got a card in the state of California or wow. by any state in the union. Yes. That is amazing. That is amazing. Well, I just want to say that thank you to cannabis. You know, cannabis is the reason why, obviously, you guys are all here today listening in, but cannabis is the reason why I met and have such an amazing relationship with Wayne and have been able to help so many different people all throughout the country. And I owe a lot of what I do to Wayne because he is, you know, educated me from day one, um, let me know right from wrong and has taught me, um, you know, really the reason and given me drive to fight and to continue fighting. And so for that, I think cannabis and you, Wayne, because you have really been a very special part in everything that I've done because Anyone that has ever argued cannabis to me, you know, you're the first face that comes to mind is, are you kidding? If you guys saw how healthy and amazing Wayne looks, you know, at 70 years old for being HIV positive for how many years, Wayne? I was diagnosed in July of 1988. I'm in my 27th year just to finish that. All right. So most of you listening might not even be 27 years old. So Wayne has actually been healthy for 27 years. And... When you were diagnosed, that was a death sentence to a lot of people. And what you have turned around and, and you brought life to this and you brought health and you brought um, hope to a lot of people in San Francisco and California and now all over the world. So for that, I thank you. And you have been an amazing guest. And I'm so excited to announce to everyone that you know we're going to check in with Wayne Every once in a while, I, um, Wayne's going to be our correspondent for Northern California. So whenever there's something juicy going on in Northern California, we're going to have Wayne on to discuss it. So this is not the last you'll hear from Wayne, but I want to thank you, Wayne. You've been an amazing, amazing guest. And, uh, you know, we're, we're out of time, but I could talk to you for the next three years. So <laughs> we'll have to do it later on the phone. It's, but thank you guys so much. My pleasure. It's my pleasure. And please, for your listeners, continue to listen to Dr. Dina. She's there to entertain and educate all of us. And I'm, I'm thrilled to be her friend. Aww, you guys well, be good. Thank you, thank you Wayne. And, and right. they could all thank all us right. by liking us on, on iTunes and forwarding the, the video, going out to our website, uh, to my website, Dr. Dina 420. And to my Instagram or Snapchat, Dr. Dina420. I try to make my Snapchat very entertaining. And on Twitter, Dr. Dina. You guys can send me questions for next week. And uh, we'll be back next week with another amazing guest. Have a great day. Over and out.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.